Hi, this is Pastor Brittany Isaac from Urban Village Church, Chicago. We are a church that is bold, inclusive, and relevant. I know that many of you out there are hungry for a gospel message of healing and wholeness, a message that leads to a life transformed by Christ. I hope that this podcast does just that. And if it does, would you please consider making a financial gift that will support this gospel-inclusive ministry? You can do that by going to urbanvillagechurch.org forward slash give. Thanks so much and have a blessed day. So today's scripture is from Luke 1, 5 um, through 25. In the days of King Harold of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah who belonged to the priestly order of Abijah. His wife was a decent, was a descendant of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. Both of them were righteous before God, living blamelessly according to all of the commandments and regulations of the Lord. But they had no children because Elizabeth was barren, and both were getting on in years. Once when he was serving as a priest before God and his section on was, was on duty, he was chosen by lot according to the custom of the priesthood to enter the sanctuary of the Lord and, of, and, and offer incense. Now at the time of the incense offering, the whole assembly of the people was praying outside Then there appeared to him an angel of the Lord standing at the right side of the altar of incense. When when Zechariah saw him, he was terrified and um, and and, and fear overwhelmed him. But the angel said to him, do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer has been heard. Your wife will bear you a son and you will name him John. You will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He must never drink wine or strong drink, even before his birth. He will be filled with the Holy Spirit. He will turn many of the people of Israel to the the Lord their God. With the spirit and power of Elijah, he will go before him to turn the hearts of parents to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Zechariah said to the angel, how will I know that this is so? For I am an old man and my wife is getting in on years. The angel replied, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God. And I have been sent to speak to you and to bring you this good news. But now, because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their time, you will become mute, unable to speak until the day these things occur. Meanwhile, the people were waiting for Zechariah and wondered at his um, delay in the sanctuary. When he did not, when he did come out, he could, he could not speak to them. And they realized that he had seen a vision in the sanctuary. He kept um, motioning to them and remained unable to speak. 
When his time of service was ended, he went to his home. After those days, his wife Elizabeth conceived, and for five months she remained in seclusion. She said, this is what the Lord has done for me when he looked favorably on me and took away the disgrace I have endured among my people. This is the word of God for the people of God. Uh, So here is this guy named Zechariah. Uh, His name actually means Yahweh remembers. If you were to look through the Hebrew scriptures, um, you would see that this name comes up, I think it was something like 39 times in the Hebrew scriptures. So dozens and dozens of times is this name Zechariah, which means Yahweh remembers. It's sort of like this name made the like, top 10 most popular baby names in the ancient Near Eastern world, right? Zechariah. Um, and I think it was such a popular name because the people of Israel were trying and yelling out and crying out to God, Yahweh, remember us. We are hurting people. We are broken people. We long for a Messiah, Yahweh, remember us. And year after year would go, and it seemed like Yahweh did not remember the people of Israel. So here's Zechariah. He, as his people, are longing for a Messiah, and then he and his wife are also in their own internal pain. They have been longing for a child. Longing for a child not because they wanted a cute little cuddly baby that they could just like, oh, isn't she so cute? But because a child meant security for your future. A child meant that when you got old, someone would look after you. A child meant um, honor, and instead they were living in barrenness and disgrace because they had no child. And so uh, Zechariah's name, Yahweh, remember, was about remembering God's bigger, like the people of God, the chosen people of God, Israel, and also Yahweh, remember me and my wife, Elizabeth. Every day they would pray, God, we want a child. God, we want a child. And as the years and years went by, months and months would come up, and and again, they would find that they were not pregnant. There was so much pain. And so eventually they got too old, and they probably stopped praying. They were beyond the, the age of fertility, right? So eventually they stopped praying because they figured it was too late. God had forgotten it seemed. We've all probably had that experience, haven't we? Desiring and longing and wanting something, praying fervently for something, and God just seems silent. And so we come to church today, maybe in times past, with prayers on our hearts. We come waiting and hoping for Yahweh to remember us and remember our situation? We've all been there, right? We probably are there today. There's so many things I see. Um, if you're on our prayer team each week, the prayers that we see lifted up from this community, there are so many prayers, and they are prayers that are saying, Yahweh, remember us. We pray for ourselves or someone we love that has cancer that it would go into remission, Yahweh, remember us. We pray that the anxiety we feel 
in every relationship we have, that it would not overwhelm us. Yahweh, remember us. We pray that um, we or someone we love would not be shot by a police officer for walking down the street. Yahweh, remember us. We pray that we can have the strength to stay sober in a holiday season full of stress and family dynamics that are just hard. Yahweh, remember us. We pray that our actions, that everything we do when we wake up would be just, that we would help create a more just world when it seems like everywhere we turn we are surrounded by evil, injustice, and oppression. Yahweh, remember us. What are our steps forward? What prayer is on your lips today? Or maybe I should ask, what prayer have you stopped praying because you feel that God has forgotten? Because you feel that that it's not possible anymore. See, I think this is the situation that Zechariah was in. He, He was chosen by Lot. After years of service as a priest, Um, It became his one turn in life when he would get to enter into the sanctuary of God and burn the incense. Zechariah, whose name means Yahweh remembers, entered into the sanctuary fully expecting that God had forgotten. But it turned out, you read the story, it turned out that God did remember, that Yahweh had remembered. There, just just to the right of the altar of incense was an angel. And Zechariah is paralyzed in fear at the sight of it. He did not expect Yahweh to remember. But the angel assures him and says, Don't fear, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Elizabeth, your wife, she's going to bear a son for you. And you will name him John, and you are going to leap like a gazelle in joy. And not only you, but the world will delight in his birth. He will achieve great statue with God. So there in this temple, uh, after years of longing and praying for Yahweh to remember, God returns God turns up and says, yes, I do remember. I know your deepest longing for a child. And and not only will you get a child, but you're going to get an extraordinary child. This child will not be ordinary. Not only will you delight in his birth, but the world will delight in his birth. Now, notice the angel didn't say his life was going to be easy. We all know the story of John the Baptist, yeah? If you don't know the story, start reading. It's not an easy life. It's not a life marked from pain or suffering. But the angel does promise that he will be filled with the Holy Spirit from the moment he leaves his mother's womb. He will turn many sons and daughters of Israel back to God. He will herald God's arrival in style and strength that will echo Elijah. 
He will soften the hearts of parents to their children, and he will help prepare the way for God. That's what John the Baptist does. He announces and prepares the way for the coming of Jesus. So their prayers are answered beyond their wildest dreams. They're not just going to get a child, but an extraordinary child. And y'all, this is good news. This is like really good news for today. That, that when we've given up, when we are on the brink of despair, when we think that God has forgotten us, God shows right up with a great big divine yes. Yes, I hear you. Yes, I have heard your prayers and longings. Yes, I know what you desire. And yes, I am making a way out of no way. This is the good news and great joy that we worship our God for, y'all. So the question becomes, though, how do we receive this great big yes from God? Because I don't know about you, but when I read this story of Scripture, the last part where Elizabeth says, oh, I want to receive the good news and the great joy, this great big yes of God, like Elizabeth does. But I usually end up seeing, receiving it like Zechariah. <laughs> Can I get an amen? <laughs> See, Zechariah hears this great news, and he says, do you expect me to believe this? I'm an old man, and so is my wife. He meets God's divine yes with a, are you sure about this? The news is too good. It's too unbelievable. The other day, I uh, had a phone call, and I answered it. And the person said, congratulations, you've won a cruise. <laughs> and I said, click. <laughs> Our world has prepared us to respond to good news like Zechariah. And well, I'm pretty sure that I hadn't won a cruise and my hanging up was justified. This is how we meet good news often, with, with surprise and fear and my personal favorite, skepticism. But what happens when God's divine yes is right in front of us and we treat it like a scam? What happens when we don't trust it? See, Elizabeth and Zechariah, they had similar experiences. They um, both had been praying and longing. And Elizabeth, she just responds completely differently to God's great big yes. She accepts this miracle and mystery of how God is moving in the world. Perhaps she gave up that prayer for a child long ago. But she still had not shut herself down to expecting and waiting and looking for how God was moving in her life. Y'all, this is why we do testimony every week. Because if we don't keep reminding each other how God is moving in our life, it's done. And I can remind you all you want, but you know what the great thing about testimony is? You hear it from somebody that's not like the pastor, and you're like, oh, wait. There's a big divine yes in my life, too. What is it? 
how's God working in my life? I talk to so many people that say, I love the testimony part because it, I started thinking about what's God doing in my life? And so Elizabeth somehow was different. She was ready and prepared. And so instead of questioning this great big yes from God, she says, ah, so that's how God acts to remedy my unfortunate situation. Ah, this is what God's doing. But I don't think that comes naturally. I think it takes cultivation and practice to be able to answer God's yes that way. And so that's why we practice Advent. That's why this season, this mini Lent, the season of preparation is so important for us. It helps us, to, it reminds us that God is answering our prayers in the, in the birth and death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's a time of waiting and preparing for the miracle and mystery of God becoming incarnate in our world. It's a time of remembering that God says to us, yes, I remember you. I have not forgotten you. I have not left you. I know what it means to be human. I know what it means to long for something. I know what it means to, to struggle in relationships and be betrayed by the very ones you love. I know what it means to have addictions and to want to turn away but not to be able to. I know what suffering is, and I have not left you. I am with you. I have not, and I will not forget you. And so today, in this time of Advent, we wait patiently in this tension that Jarrell spoke about last week that he talked about in lighting of the candles, in this tension of already, God is already here, God has not forsaken us, God is with us, and not yet. God is not, we, we are still waiting for the birth of Jesus, right? We are still waiting for the second coming when God will make everything right. Our own personal pain and the pain of our sisters and brothers around the world. And so we wait and we prepare and we open ourselves up to this divine mystery of God's birth in this world through a babe named Jesus. We wait in joyful expectation. We wait with our whole being like Elizabeth ready for the surprise and mystery of God's movement and work in the world, expecting at, at every corner we turn that we will be met with God's big yes, a promise that was made at the birth of Jesus, a promise that says, yes, God always remembers. Yahweh always, always remembers. Amen.